1: there and welcome to this edition of way of grace with pastor jesse Gastan from grace bible church right here in hayward we are again going to find ourselves in the pages of scripture specifically looking at numbers chapter 13 today where we once again see people grumbling against god's plan for them sound familiar Open your Bible. Won't you join us there if you can as we catch up with Pastor Jesse for today's Way of Grace.
2: On any given day, you will wake up with your natural carnal eyes, connect, connected to your natural carnal heart and given over to your natural carnal propensities. Am I making some sense? And by the time you remember, you remember you are a child of God, it's eight o'clock in the evening. You done done, a, you done, done all kind of damage. You didn't jacked up all kind of stuff. Now you got to hit your knees before you go to bed. Lord, I forgot I was a child of God today. It's really true. It's really true. Am I telling the truth? Right. You can be so stupid. You'll forget your child of God until you're in the middle of your sleep and realize I didn't even pray to God when I went to sleep. Now you got to wake up and break your, your sleep and say, Lord, forgive me. And some of us are so, you know, problematically inclined is that we can go days and weeks forgetting we're a child of God and just do stupid for a long period of time. Am I telling the truth? Now, when that's happening, I simply call a delusion. You were diverted. You were distracted. Now you're trapped by a delusion. Some delusion has drawn you way out on the plank. Isn't God good, though, to bring you back? Isn't he good to bring you back? Good to bring you back and keep you from falling, to keep you from falling. He lets you stumble, and then he tells you, hey, 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 great fear almost prevailed. Look at this, and I love this. I should lift this up, because while you and I are enjoying a narrative uh, propositional discourse, really this is about words. We're doing it in a narrative form, but it's about words, isn't it? It's about truth and error. It's about perceptions that are right and wrong. It's about emphasis one way over against another. Is that not true? And that's what we're dealing with. So think about this. I want application to come as we go. Don't you want people in your life like Caleb? Because you're sitting around the house with a whole bunch of saints and y'all lying all over the place. And don't you want one, don't you want one of the brothers that actually got up that morning, our sisters that got up that morning praying and just interrupt that stupidity that's going on? Yeah, I know I just offended somebody right there. I don't care. I'm talking Christians sitting up there, just going at it, building all kind of false hypotheses. Woo what? And then some brother comes in. Man, that was stupid. What y'all talking about? Don't you know the Bible says now that Christian becomes the enemy? Because you were engaging in a myth. You were engaging in a fantasy. You weren't lovers of the truth in that moment. Am I telling the truth? Now, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to hold you right here. Some of y'all know that you have been called to be Caleb's in a given situation. Caleb in the Hebrew means faithful dog. That means you were supposed to be God's dog. You're, you're, you are God's sheep dog to bark when you see the wolf coming. And you see the wolf coming in the midst of your friends and you don't bark. Am I making some sense? Because now everybody's gonna be mad at you, but now everybody's safe, but they're mad at you. You done ran the wolf off. Now they all mad at you. Just let them be mad. Be happy the wolf is gone. If you don't want to eat, I'm going to go head on. Can I go head on and eat? I'm going to get me a plate and fix my food. Y'all looking at me all crazy with dagger eyes. And I'm thanking the Lord that he gave me grace. He gave me grace. He gave me grace to say, hey, saints, let's cut the lights on because we're walking in darkness in this place. Am I telling the truth? All right. That's what Caleb is doing. Caleb, steal the people. Man, that takes a lot of power, power to steal people especially when people want to run, slow down. We can do this. Verse 31. But the men went up with him. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. Boy, do you see it? Um, I have seen this happen so many times among the saints, and I'm just going to share it with you. And this is what I meant earlier about you have to be intentional about cultivating your faith. Because when you don't cultivate your faith in a particular scenario or a challenge or a trial comes up. You'll be very much inclined to follow the multitude and say we cannot do it. We cannot do it. It cannot be done. The enemy is greater than us. You see all those people out there. Man, don't nobody believe what you believe. Now you're talking unfaithfulness, aren't you? You're operating out of unbelief. It's rooted in fear. These are the 10 men that I just told you were your main media legacy outlet. CNN, MSNBC, CBS, even Fox, if you don't watch them. And all the other media outlets are lying to you. And are not promoting truth because if we start promoting truth in America, there's going to be a civil war. There's going to be a civil war if we start promoting truth. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Right. Because the foundations right now. Saints, listen to me. I thought about this the other day as I was listening to uh, one of those eloquent brothers, just plainly saying no to France and no to NATO. I I said to myself, look, if our politicians rise up and start saying no to this administration, we ain't doing that. You've got to be, what, take our kids and chop them up into 50 different, no, that ain't, are you kidding? We're not doing that. No, we're not. We would be in a civil war. This is how deceived we are right now. We are deceived even thinking that it is all right to tolerate it as a conversation. Am I making some sense? Right, something's wrong. Children of God, listen to me. Something is wrong with our country. Something is wrong. And and and, and that's what Africa is saying. This country that is talking about freedom and prosperity, how can it be so far over the cliff to engage in these kind of absurd, irrational policies? This is what it means to have a strong delusion that you should believe a lie. And I'm warning you as a Christian, you're going to have to understand your faith will have to be mixed with courage. Your faith will have to be mixed with courage. Let me see if I can show you what I'm talking about. Go back to verse 20, like I said to you before, Numbers 13, 20. Here it is, Numbers 13, 20. Now, God said, when you go in, I want you to see what the land is. This is God talking, whether it be fat or lean. Got it? Whether there be wood therein or not. You got it? And be ye of good courage. There it is. There it is. When you come back, I want you courageous. I want you talking like Caleb and Joshua. I want you to let everybody know all 1.3 million people as you 10, you 12 have to be the ones that give them the testimony, give them a testimony by which they can go. God told us the truth. We're on the brink of the blessing. God is with us. And when God is with us, who can be against us? Time for us to enter in to the promised land and obtain that inheritance that God promised us all along. Now, I know you're clapping and everything, but I just want you to get this. How dangerous it is to not have that kind of gift of encouragement moving you forward in your life. How dangerous it is to hang out with people who don't have courage you are going to be stuck in your own wilderness for another 38 years. That's our text, isn't it? You guys know in the 14th chapter that God's going to shut it down. He's going to shut it down. He's going to say, okay, I spent the whole year coming to rescue you. You didn't even ask me to come get you. I spent the whole year coming to rescue you and I used an uplifted hand and a mighty arm to show you day by day by day by day how much I love you in the person of my son. I fought the battles for you that you could not fight. And I made it that when you walked out of Egypt, they were glad that you should leave. And when you went out, you went out with spoil and wealth and goods and plunder. And now in less than two years, you're going to do me this way when I've got you all the way up to my house. We're at my house now. In fact, you're on the inside of the new home that your husband has purchased for you. And you're going to act a plain fool. Am I overdoing it? All right. I know I'm not. I just feel so bad for this generation I <laughs> preach to. Right. Listen to me. The children of Israel are in promised land. They made it. We've come this far by faith. And we've entered into the house of the God of heaven and earth, Jehovah who redeemed us from all iniquity. We're about to parse out a beautiful land for people who don't deserve it. And the elders are clowning yet again. Do you see it? It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay, uh, as we go to our third and final point, I want to touch on this because this is absolutely critical because Over in chapter 13, uh, verse 20, verse 29, we've already asserted that. Let me, let me, uh, let me, uh, so then we got to verse 31 as as well. Let me go down from verses 32 to 33 and close out on our final point. And they brought up an evil report. I'm in verse 32. You see it? And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto. Unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. I do not want to be here long. Did you see how fear distorts reality? Right, so as we went through the narrative, nothing about the land eating up anybody was stated. That's the added narrative they put on this legacy of the media as they came back down the hill in order to convince the people not to go up to the hill to take the promise. This here is the, the virus now is huge. It eats up the people. <laughs> I, remember re- I remember reading this when I was maybe 17 or 18 years. old. I'm trying to figure out what do they mean by the land eating up the people? What, did the ground just open up and just eat people up like a horror movie? No. They were simply saying that it was hard. They were simply saying that it's going to be a battle. All they were saying was you don't obtain promises easy. That when God is going to give you something, he's going to test your endurance. He's going to test your perseverance. He's going to test your patience. The trying of our faith works patience. He's going to help you grow and being able to bear up under the weight that's going to strengthen your muscles of faith. Am I making some sense? There are a lot of people who don't go this way of faith that many of us do is because they don't want to deal with the exercising of their mind around being retrained on how to think God's thoughts after him and trust God on a daily basis. There are people who think trusting God is absurd and irrational and, and illogical. Don't they think that way? Why, why would you do that? Because there's nothing better to do. When you come to understand that God knows how to show up and give you information and give you data and to come through in his providences and in, in his care in your life, you and I wonder why isn't everybody running after Jesus? Because he so takes care of us when we walk with him by faith. Now, it is going to be hard. Through much tribulation, do you enter into the kingdom of heaven? It's true, isn't it? It's really true. But I'd rather this than what you get on the other side. Do y'all see what's going on in the world like I do? Yes. I don't even know how they can stand all of the crazy that's going on. The insanity, the perversion, the mass of lying and crying. I mean, it's, it's if, if I think we are in Gotham City 2.0, are we in Gotham City? You got to be insane to survive the city we're in today. You got to be a little bit crazy, right? Because it's bad, isn't it? No, I don't want to live in that world. I don't want to live in that world. I want to live in a world where there's order and structure and governance and righteousness. I want to live in a world where you got to work hard and you will be rewarded for your labors. How do I know that point number three tells me they were able to take of the fruit of the land and bring it back as a witness. This is my last point. Point number three in our outline, the grasping of the token of what victory, the grasping of the token of victory, the grasping of the token of victory. This is what God had told them to do. And this is exactly what they did. Verse 20 says, and whatever the land be, be of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land and bring of the fruit of the land. Now, the time was the time of first ripe what? Grapes. This is the time of the uh, grape harvest and the grape harvest in that culture obviously was a massive blessing. This here is strategic how this is laid out. God is allowing Israel to come into the land at that season of the year where the grapes are flourishing and full. Now, the narrative in, of the text talks about it uh, in this way. This would be uh, chapter 13 over in, uh, let's see here, verse, 20, verse, 20, verse thirty two. he says, and they brought up, I'm sorry, that's not the one that I want. This is gonna be over in, uh, In verse 23 again, and they came to the brook of Eschol and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes. It was so large, a cluster of grapes that they bear it between two upon a staff. Have you ever seen grapes that big? (laughs) This is this is a massive. You got one brother on one end. You got another brother on another. Can you all see the vision? They got grapes this big on there. This big old fat clusters. They walking all the way back. Now it took them 40 days to do the surgery. I I just imagine that those two brothers and I'm getting a little tired, but we got to take the token back, don't we? Because you got to bring back an evidence that God was telling the truth. Now, let me give you a gospel insight and let you go. This cluster of grapes is said to be a foreshadow of us in the person of Jesus who himself said in John 15, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman and every branch in me that does not bear fruit, I cut down. Every branch in me that bears fruit, I cause it to bring forth more fruit. Grapes in the scripture are a symbol of God's blessings. They are a symbol of the atoning work of Jesus Christ. He is the great cluster of God from which we get the wine that you and I celebrate every first Sunday. The blood is represented in the grape when the grape is crushed. The blood is drawn out and that cluster of grapes point to the death of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the firstborn from the dead. He is the first fruits of God's salvation. My joy is in the fact that God's promises are secured to us on the basis of that cluster. Those brothers took back to the camp God's faithfulness to them. Not to them, but in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is for us the first fruits. Not only that, think about that cluster of grapes. Now, in a historical context, I can see the anarchy. I can see the giants. Those are our grapes. No, I'm sorry. Those are our grapes. Did y'all get that? No, you you sowed those grapes, but God owns those grapes. Because the seed is the Lord's. Is the seed the Lord's? And the grape starts with a seed, doesn't it? And then that seed has to go into the ground and die, doesn't it? Didn't Jesus say he was the seed of God? And then once that seed goes into the ground, it can bring forth much fruit. Is that right? Jesus came in the fullness of time. He is the firstborn of many brethren. And then you got to cut that vine. Our master was cut down in AD 33 at the cross. And then you got to crush that vine. In this context, they cut it down and they lifted it up. See, it's hanging on a staff to be lifted up for everybody to see. They're bringing back the first fruits of our salvation. They're letting the children of Israel know the land is already bought and paid for by the death of Jesus Christ. Because you and I know that heaven and earth is only ours by the merits of the son of the living God. And Bible tells me in Psalm 104 around verse 15 that the wine is designed to make the heart of man glad. I've been teaching it for years and nothing like the blood can make the heart glad. This is why every first Sunday we get to share in the cup and share in the bread because it points to the incarnation of the son of the living God who died for us and rose again and ascended on high. So as those two faithful brothers lifted up the cluster, you and I lift him up every time we walk by faith and tell men and women, Jesus is my sweetness. Jesus is my satisfaction. Jesus is my salvation. Jesus suffered and died and rose again. And now my heart is full of the joy of the Lord because God can't lie and God can't change and God won't fail. If he said he'd do it, he did it. If he declared it, he'll make it good. And Jesus is our vouchsafe for all the promises of God. Now see... It's the cluster that did it. It's the cluster that did it. That's what Eshel means. It means cluster, cluster of grapes. God said, bring some of those clusters back and let the people who did not go see the certainty of my promises so they can overcome the lies of the testimony of the men who didn't want to tell the truth. Y'all keeping up with me? It's very clear. Listen to me, child of God, I'm done with you here. It's very clear that you and I are living in a world where the truth doesn't have a whole lot of room. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes unto the father but by me. You and I are safe when we keep telling the world that Jesus is the son of the living God. Jesus is Is the savior of the world. There's no hope for anybody outside of the son of the living God. If you want joy, you need Christ. If you want salvation, you need Christ. If you want cleansing, you need Christ. If you want hope, you need Christ. I am the true vine. And I believe it. I don't know about you, child of God. I absolutely believe it. What our text teaches us, and you and I need to get it, is that we need to hold on to the cluster. We might miss everything else, but you better hold on to that cluster. How much of a blessing the cluster is. Is the cluster good to you? The cluster is good <laughs> to me. Thank you, Lord, for your cluster. That's all I want to say. I'm so glad for the cluster. I hope whenever I come over to your house, you have a cluster.
1: Well, you have been listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. If you have questions or comments about the program, maybe you would like to learn more about us here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Reach out to us by simply calling 510 886 9782, or you can visit our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Sunday services here at the church are 1030 in the morning. Friday evening is our Friday evening Bible study at 630. And man, we've got friends of the ministry from all over the Bay Area who join us for this Friday night Bible study. It is an amazing time of God's word and sweet fellowship in Christ. 6.30 in the evening, Tuesdays, our prayer time and a short Bible study as well. These meetings, again, the directions and information of which you can find at our website, grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. This program continues to air here on this radio station and on the World Wide Web because you partner with us financially and prayerfully. Thank you for your support. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And you can either give on a monthly basis or it's a one-time gift. It is all tax deductible, and again, the biggest part of your partnership with us is that we get to continue ministering the gospel of grace here in the Bay Area and all over the world. Consider that as you contact us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. I don't care what they
2: might say, we love Jesus anyway. I don't care what they might
1: say, we love Jesus
0: anyway.